Her husband said, I mean, I've been to Leeds and back. I need a shower. Of course you do. Eva thought about this exchange. Why would driving to Leeds and back necessitate having a shower? Was the northern air full of grit? Or had he been sweating on the M1, cursing the lorries, screaming at tailgaters, angrily denouncing whatever the weather was doing? She switched on the bedside lamp. This provoked another episode of shouting outside and demands that she stop playing silly buggers and unbolt the door. She realised that although she wanted to go downstairs and let him in, she couldn't actually leave the bed. She felt as though she had fallen into a vat of warm, quick-setting concrete and that she was powerless to move. She felt an exquisite languor spread throughout her body and thought, I would have to be mad to leave this bed. There was the sound of breaking glass. Soon after, she heard Brian on the stairs. He shouted her name. She didn't answer. He opened the bedroom door. There you are, he said. Yes, here I am. Are you ill? No. Why are you in bed in your clothes and shoes? What are you playing at? I don't know. It's empty nest syndrome. I heard it on woman's hour. When she didn't speak, he said, well, are you going to get up? No, I'm not. He asked, what about dinner? No, thanks. I'm not hungry. I meant what about my dinner? Is there anything? She said, I don't know. Look in the fridge. He stomped downstairs. She heard his footsteps on the laminate floor he'd laid so ineptly the year before. She knew by the squeak of the floorboards that he'd gone into the sitting room. Soon, he was stomping back up the stairs. What the bloody hell has happened to your chair? he asked. Somebody left a soup spoon on the arm. There's soup all over the bloody thing. I know. I did it myself. What? Through the soup? Eva nodded. You're having a nervous breakdown, Eva. I'm ringing your mum. No! He flinched at the ferocity in her voice. She saw from the stricken look in his eyes that after 25 years of marriage, his familiar domestic world had come to an end. He went downstairs. She heard him cursing at the disconnected phone, then, after a moment, stabbing at the keys. As she picked up the bedroom extension, her mother was laboriously giving her phone number down the line. 0116 Mrs. Ruby Brown Bird speaking. Brian said, Ruby, it's Brian. I need you to come over straight away. Nor can do, Brian. I'm in the middle of having a perm. What's up? It's Eva, he lowered his voice. I think she must be ill. Send for an ambulance then, said Ruby irritably. There's nothing wrong with her physically. Well, that's all right then. I'll come and pick you up and bring you back so you can see for yourself. Brian, I can't. I'm hosting a perm party and I've got to have my own personal solution rinsed off in half an hour. If I don't, I shall look like Arpo Marx. Here, talk to Michelle. After a few muffled noises, a young woman came on the line. Hello, Brian, is it? I'm Michelle. Can I talk you through what would happen if Mrs Bird abandoned the perm at this stage? I am insured, but it would be extremely inconvenient for me if I had to appear in court. I'm booked up until New Year's Eve. The phone was handed back to Ruby. Brian? You still there? 
Ruby, she's in bed wearing her clothes and shoes. I did warn you, Brian. We were in the church porch about to go in and I turned round and said to you, our Eva's a dark horse. She doesn't say much and you'll never know what she's thinking. There was a long pause, then Ruby said. Phone your own, ma'am. The phone was disconnected. Eva was astounded that her mother had made a last-minute attempt to sabotage her wedding. She picked up her handbag from the side of the bed and rooted through the contents, looking for something to eat. She always kept food in her bag. It was a habit from when the twins were young and hungry and would open their mouths like the beaks of fledgling birds. Eva found a squashed packet of crisps, a flattened bounty bar and half a packet of polos. She heard Brian stabbing at the keys again. Brian was always slightly apprehensive when he called his mother. His tongue couldn't form words properly.